Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to another special draft coverage podcast from Fans First Sports Network. My name is Tim Lynch, and I have here with me Malahar Reports draft expert, Chris Hart. Uh, we're going to be covering a Maryland wide receiver, Raheem Jarrett, in our draft profile today. Uh, he's six foot, 192 pounds, and he ran a 4.44 40-yard dash at the uh, Combine. Uh, what can you tell us about Raheem Jarrett, Chris? Sure. Yeah. Uh, one of the reasons why uh, we're talking about Raheem Jarrett today is it seems that uh, all offseason there have been rumors surrounding the Broncos wide receiver room and who are they going to keep and who are they going to trade. Uh, and we'll see if Jerry Judy potentially gets moved on draft day or Cortland Sutton. But Raheem Jarrett was someone who stuck out to me because the Broncos do need speed at the wide receiver position. And unfortunately, since being selected in the second round several years ago, KJ Hamler hasn't been able to stay healthy or have the impact that, you know, the Broncos were hoping for when they drafted him. Rakeem Jarrett's certainly not as fast as KJ Hamler, but with that 4-4-4 speed, he definitely has the ability to stretch the field and get vertical and, and make uh, life tough on the back end of defenses that he's going up against. Uh, one of the reasons why I really liked him as well as uh, – when you evaluate prospects, you have to take what they have on tape, but you also have to consider uh, their prestige coming into college football. And he was a consensus five-star recruit uh, coming out of Par uh, Palmer Park, Maryland. And uh, one of the best receivers in the nation, uh, great track speed. Um, he had over 25 offers uh, coming out of high school to some of the best programs in the nation. And uh, uh, 
you know, you think about Maryland wide receivers in, in the past, and you think of Stephon Diggs, who's had a tremendous impact coming in the league, playing for the Vikings and then going into the Bills. And then DJ Moore uh, did really well in Carolina, uh, despite having just a revolving door at quarterback over the course of his contract there. Um, and now he's a Chicago Bear. But, uh, you know, Jarrett came to Maryland with the Terrapins with the expectation that he was going to be the next Diggs or, or next DJ Moore. Um, and uh, his first year on campus was, the, you know, the short COVID season a couple of years ago. And he, he made an impact right away in those four games. Uh, having 17 receptions for 252 yards, a uh, couple touchdowns as well, um, averaging like 13, 14 yards per catch, uh, which was tremendous. And uh, the next season after that as a sophomore, um, he was a full-time starter and started 13 games, uh, and his production just skyrocketed. Uh, he had 62 uh, catches that year for 829 yards and five touchdowns. Um, so, you know, going into this season – there were a lot of draft Knicks and, uh, you know, the Daniel Jeremiah's and the Dane Bruglers and all those very respected guys in the scouting field uh, thought, you know, wow, he, he really could be like the next digs or more uh, with his production if he, he keeps it going. Um, but unfortunately, Maryland was kind of not necessarily a disaster this year, but uh, um, they had some issues on offense and uh, uh, to his brothers, their quarterback there, and he really liked to spread the ball around. Um, and they had like, gosh, what, like 10 different receivers with 25 targets or something like that. Um, so, uh, Jarrett's production this year went from 40 catches, uh, down to 40 catches and 471 yards and just three touchdowns. Um, you know, it's not all on him, uh, as the reason why he didn't live up to those expectations. But, uh, if you go back and evaluate his tape from a couple of years ago, you, you see a player who definitely has like day two talent for sure, but he just necessarily didn't live up to it. And it's not his own fault. It's just, I think just the situation surrounding that team that year kind of made it tough on them. But uh, I, I really like the fact that, you know, he is a, a receiver who can create uh, space for himself. He, he's great off the line. He, he knows how to separate. Um, he he uh, gets good yardage after the catch and moves well with the ball in his hands after the reception. Um, he has a lot of slot experience uh, with the Terrapins, um, but also has played on outside at the boundary as well. Um, I think that he's a really good fit for Sean Payton's offense because uh, every offense that Sean Payton has had, you think of Brandon Cooks or someone like that, who's fearless going over the middle on those intermediate routes uh, and have no hesitation putting themselves in harm's way. And I think Jarrett's one of those guys, even though he's a little bit smaller, um, he's got that fearless attitude. Um, and, and another reason why I think that he should be on the Broncos radar and is certainly worth considering is he does have uh, a wealth of special teams experience um, and also does uh, provide some return value for them as well. If I had to talk about negatives surrounding Jarrett's uh, game uh, or why, uh, you know, teams might be hesitant on him. You know, every prospect has warts. Uh, no one's perfect. Um, he's not, you know, the best leaper. He, he's not the biggest guy. So those uh, jump ball threats, 50-50 balls down the field, um, he's not going to be great at that. Um, coming from Maryland's offense, uh, spread offense like that, um, limited route tree that's really, you know, he was predicated on, you know, deep, deep routes, 
overs and quick hitters. Uh, he wasn't really tasked with a whole lot of complex route running. So that's something that he's going to have to improve upon heading into the pros. Um, and, uh, and another thing, this, this is something that can be improved with coaching is just getting in and out of his breaks more efficiently, uh, coming back to the ball. Uh, that's one of those things to work on. So, yeah, you know, I see. I think he, I think, I think he's one of those guys that, due to everything, um, he's really worth a roll of a dice. Uh, I mean, had he had similar production or even better than he did two years ago, I think everyone would be talking about him like as a, a top 75 pick or something like that. But I think all things considered and with uh, a lot of different receivers in this class and just depth elsewhere, he's, he's going to fall a little bit, but uh, I think he's going to present some value for to where he gets picked. Yeah. And given, you know, the likelihood that the Broncos are going to end up with more picks uh, by trading one of their one or both of their um two starting wide receivers, Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy. Um, given that you had a mid-day three grade on on Rakeem Jarrett here, uh, it sounds like you're, you're looking at the fifth round pick the Broncos have, uh, pick 139, because they don't pick again until 195. That's a big gap between the fifth and sixth rounds for them. Um, so you think in round five is kind of like where Rakeem Jarrett might end up? Um, yeah, I, it once the thing is guys like that, there are certain things that you can't teach when evaluating prospects or, or what you're looking at. And, and that sort of speed, that pedigree, uh, he's a five-star recruit. Teams are going to be aware of that. And, and he has that speed that can't be taught. Uh, so teams in need of a vertical threat are going to, probably prioritize or volume higher uh, than teams that don't. Yeah, but so I think, you know, early four, fourth, then. fifth round. Yeah. Fourth. Or, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me to see him go early fourth, but I think in that fourth, fifth round range uh, would be fair value for him. Um, and, and the reason why, I mean, I wouldn't even necessarily be against them using, I think, what is it? 108 that they have at the top of the fourth round, just yep. because you have a guy who has that special, I mean, uh, he has special teams ability and return value as well. And who knows what's going to happen with what Montreal uh, Washington or who, who's truly going to be the returner. I think they signed that guy from the Texans or whatnot, but uh, yeah. And it's a week, it's a week wide receiver class too in the draft. So, you know, yeah, I mean, it's not as good as past years, but uh, you know, it's one of those things that, you know, we all can watch tape or see how those guys play, but teams will consider his past pedigree. I mean, five-star recruit man like this guy was one of the best receivers coming into college out of high school what can we do to help him live up to that like i mean yeah because you the, can't teach athleticism you can't teach no you know you can teach fundamentals you can teach technique you can't teach god-given ability so right uh, you have a good point there so you know i i wouldn't be they do need somebody to take the top off the defense um you know kj hamler i i love how he gets open sometimes but he can't stay healthy you know and that's and i feel bad for him he's a good he's a good player good kid um but in the nfl you need to be on the field uh to produce um and you know maybe he he's healthy this season but i wouldn't mind having another 
wide receiver that can that can blow things open uh wide open because you got russell wilson he's a deep ball guy you want you want wide receivers that can stretch the defense um and and for that big play ability especially if if this offense is going to be really run oriented they're going to be pounding the ball that's going to open up the deep ball that's going to open up things for russell wilson so I'm, i'm excited about that but at the same time they need they have to draft a wide receiver they they have to especially if right. they're going to trade if they're going to trade one or two of them they they've got to pick up somebody that can uh create the big play uh in in games yeah and it's one of those things you know a couple of years ago i don't think any of us would have predicted that the broncos wide receiver room would have so many questions around it i mean we picked jerry judy uh, KJ Hamler, those were first and second round picks in the same draft. What was that? I think 2019. 19, yeah. Yeah, 2019. I mean, obviously, Cortland Sutton was the second round pick uh, quite some time ago. It seems like forever ago, but he's still a young player. And, you know, that's three premium picks invested into the position in the past five drafts. And then you have a guy like Tim Patrick who uh, who really did well for himself. Um, as undrafted free agent and coming into his own, it's super terrible that he got hurt last year. But I think he's going to end up being the possession receiver. He's going to be very important to this offense in 2023. So, oh, definitely. You know, I, I think I think he's going to come back and he's going to be the release valve for for Wilson. For uh, sure. But they still need guys that are going to stretch the field. Uh, right, and, and it's just one of those things. Like, like I was with the point I was trying to get to there. Uh, there is a chance that those guys that we've all just mentioned, they might not even be on the team next year just due to, uh, you know, Patrick with his contract, Sutton with his contract. Are they going to extend Jerry Judy or have it to where they want to pay him that fifth year option and stuff like that? And KJ Hamler, who knows? Um, honestly, with Sean Payton coming in here and having a different offensive scheme and what he likes and having receivers, I would absolutely be stunned if the Broncos didn't draft a receiver in this year's class to get in there as soon as possible to develop and learn everything that they need to know about Sean Payne's offense. So uh, I think Rakeem Jarrett would be uh, an awesome fit for him. And, you know, um, if it's day three and he's around there, man, I hope they, I hope they pull the trigger because like we've said before, you can't teach that speed. And it's definitely something that uh, is a hot commodity in the NFL and the, the Broncos certainly need more of. Well, we're going to go ahead and <laughs> close it off there. Um, I think uh, tomorrow we're going to come back and cover Tulane running back uh, Ty J Spears. I hope I said that right. Um, but, yeah, tune in tomorrow. We'll, we'll break down another running back um, that the Broncos might be looking at, um, you know, in the middle part of the 2023 NFL draft. Thanks, and go Broncos. <laughs>